I'm actually going to call this the What Is series. Because I think there's questions about words in the Bible that are very important. And through this first session, we're going to start with what is faith? I mean, what is faith? I can ask 10 different people, and I can get 10 different answers. So what I have to know is going into this next year, that when somebody says, what is faith, you can intelligently explain that to them, but more importantly, you can intelligently understand it so you can have access to the understanding of faith, which is going to propel you into your future. Look at your neighbor right now and say, you need to learn this. We look into the Bible, we see in Hebrews 11:1. 1, by definition, it's defined by God's Word. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, too many times people will read that scripture and they'll go, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So it's always that thing you're hoping for. Or it's always that thing that you can't see that you want. How many people have heard that kind of teaching? But if you look at the scripture, that's not what that scripture says at all. Matter of fact, that scripture says quite the contrary. I would say it says exactly the opposite. It says, now faith is the substance. Look at somebody and say, hey, that's tangible. Substance of the things that are hoped for. It's the evidence. Look at him again and say, that's tangible too. See, if you keep things in the realm of hope for and not seen, that's not the supernatural, that's the spooky natural. Ooh. It's like Fifle the Mouse. Somewhere out there beneath the pale moonlight. We don't want our faith out there somewhere under the pale moonlight. We want to know that when you're talking about faith, you're talking about substance. You're talking about evidence. And any time you talk about faith in God's word, you're speaking in the realm of reality. Not hypothetical, not possibility, not hopeful, not a maybe. Somebody say yes and amen. It's substance and evidence, tangible and actual. Not things hoped for or things not seen. Those are the targets that the substance and the evidence of your faith point to. And that's how we get there. So let me say it this way. You may be hoping, and I hope you are. But it doesn't influence the fact of what faith will produce into your life. Do you hear me? You may not see what you're believing for. But whether you do or you don't does not influence the power of faith to work in your life. Listen to this statement because I'm going to define it here. Faith is directly tied to embracing the truth of God's Word and walking it out. It's embracing, receiving God's Word, fully embracing, fully persuaded, then walking that out, that's faith. That's as simple as I can make it. 
So let's go to John 2.18. I'll read from the KJV. Yeah, man, say thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without works, and I'll show thee my faith by my works. What does that mean? I will demonstrate my faith to you by how I conduct my life. In other words, if you want to see faith, watch my life. You can't tell me about faith and me embrace that. I have to see the faith working through your life. That's what the scriptures say. So track this as I'm going through because it's going to add up here and you're going to see. So what do you mean demonstrate my faith? Okay, track me. It's when you're standing on the word and everyone else is falling away. Everybody else is doubting. Everybody else is naysayers. Giving you all the reasons why what the word is declaring is not true. It's believing God's word when everything else says you shouldn't. That's not what the doctor's report says. That's not what this says. That's not what they say. That it doesn't matter what they say. It matters what he has already said. Listen to me. People are watching how you live your life. Now Mark eleven twenty two. Jesus had cursed the fig tree and the fig tree had dried up he says to the disciples he said and Jesus answering them said have faith in God have faith in God and if you read that and you research that and you look at the commentary it's saying have the faith of God you don't just have faith in God you have, because if you have faith in God and God lives in you, then you have the faith of God. That's different. Because your faith may not be like God's faith. Because God's faith is full. God's faith is perfect. It's effectual faith and it's in him. So why is God's faith so powerful? It's one simple statement. Because God can trust himself. Did you understand that? Maybe one of the most powerful statements I'll ever say. God can trust himself so he can have faith in himself. So if God can have faith in himself, you can have faith in God. Do you see that? My question is, you may need to ask yourself, can I trust myself? Coming into this new year, can I trust myself? Faith says, even if I can't trust myself, I can trust the God in me to either do the thing I need to do or not to do the thing I don't need to do. Do you follow me? But i got to break this down for you. Listen. But there's not two personalities operating here. Faith isn't based on you here and God over there. You follow me? It's all about oneness. And in John 15, 5, Jesus makes it plain in NIV. He says, I'm the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me 
and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Are you following me? So it's not me here and God over there, and I'm having faith from here to a God that's over there or to a God that's out there somewhere. It's the fact that God's here, and I trust what's here because it's not God with us now. It's God in us. So I can trust what God has in me. I have the faith that what God puts me can take me through whatever it is that I need to get through in this life. To get to the thing that he needs me to do for him in this life. Are you following me? So it's not too separate. He says, he completes this sentence by saying that apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So why do I bring that up? Because somehow, I don't know, I call it the hyper-faith movement. So many people were doing things that are going, well, my faith and my faith was doing it. Your faith isn't doing nothing. Apart from him, you can do nothing. And that's why I got so lopsided. They're out there having faith for this stuff. And what happens is their flesh got involved. And they wanted things for their flesh instead of the things for the kingdom. It's okay to have things in the kingdom that are good things for you. You understand? And they can be expensive things. Wealth is not an issue with God. Let me just break this for you. Wealth is not an issue with God. He owns all the cattle on all the hills, right? He he owns the earth and the fullness thereof. So God's not worried about money, but he is worried about your attitude toward it. If he has blessed you financially, which that is a scriptural principle, because you were faithful in few things, and now he's made you Lord over much, and you've continued to follow that prosperity pattern, that's beautiful. And God bless you. I hope you're doing well. But then you better be one of those that when he opens up your heart to give back, you better share the resources that God blessed you with, or you will not remain with those resources. Faith got you there. So when you get to where you're going, don't forget to dance with the one that brung you. You can do nothing apart from him. So faith is all about oneness with him and aligning yourself with that oneness with his word. So in uh, Hebrews eleven six, it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. Now, he's talking right here. It's, it's even impossible, God says, because all things are possible, but without faith, it's impossible. They are. All things are possible, but what's the rest of that say? Through Christ. All things are possible through Christ, the Word. So apart from the Word, it's impossible. So you can't say just because you're a Christian and you have faith that now you can do this and you can do... No, you can do this as long as you're lining yourself up with the Word and the Word has made the declaration and you are living out that Word by effectually putting that out for everyone to see, I'm walking in faith, I'm living by faith, then the things that are impossible become possible. Then 
mountains move. <laughs> Can you, are you listening to me? It's aligning yourself with God's word, not being some helium balloon just out there floating around doing your own kind of thing here. Now, I'm going to make a statement, and I want you to keep this in its proper perspective for me. Ooh, faith is believing in God and accepting whatever God delivers through faith. Well, what does he mean by that? Well, this requires a believer to hold fast to their faith. Because, see, now you have to trust God. See, so what does that mean? Because without trust, you can't be in faith. Because we don't trust God for what we want. We trust God for what we need. And what we need may be what we want. And I found the more you walk with God, the more you are with him, the more things that we need are the very things that we want. The farther you get from God, the more things you want that are not things that you need. I hope somebody heard that today. Because that is a clear dividing line. You can kind of see where you're at at any part of the game. Because once you make it about God, need and necessity becomes a primary. Why? Because it's usually based around helping someone else besides yourself. And those needs become aware, the needs of the people and the hurting and the lost that are around you. So then you start focusing on that, and now you are need-based, not want-based. But when you get out there away from God, you lose your affinity and your affection for people, and you just don't tend to want to care as much. I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm just saying that you, you don't have that feeling. You don't have that calling. You don't have that Jesus pull on your heart to help people. So it's more about just what you want. So you have to have trust that when you believe God by faith that he's going to give you what you need. Because I don't know how, how it works for you, but I can tell you there's many times I've had faith for something and I saw it just like it should happen. And it was a good thought. It wasn't a bad thought. It wasn't an evil thought. It was a very good thought. Problem was that isn't how God gave it to me at all. Matter of fact, he didn't do it that way even close to the way I saw it coming. How many people had God had, they had faith in God for something? It didn't happen anything like they thought it was going to happen. Matter of fact, sometimes your whole world turns upside down for a little while. And you're wondering, God, did you even hear me at all? Uh, can I have a do-over? <laughs> Maybe I could take that prayer back. Because it seems to be wrecking my life. No, it's not wrecking your life. It's correcting your life. So when you get the thing that you need, you can hold on to it, and it won't pass right through you. It's called lasting purpose. God uses faith to give you lasting purpose here on this planet. So if we're one with him, we'll find out that we'll be focusing more on more what we need than what we want. So let me define something for you, because in Hebraic theology and Jewish you know theology it's completely different than sometimes our Christian theology uh, meaning that people will say I'm going to get in faith about something 
What do you mean you're going to get in faith about something? You tell somebody Jewish you're going to get in faith about, and they, they turn their head like, what are you talking about? What does that even mean? Because see, in, 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 in Hebraic theology, God's word is sovereign. I mean, I mean it's, a, it's the fact. It's the truth. So you don't get in faith. Instead, you live by faith. Their whole world's built on faith. They build their life around God. Then they build their family's life around God. They build their whole community around God and their whole nation around God. So you're going to tell a Jew to get in faith? He looks at you like you're nuts. In faith, what do you think all this is? They even dress in faith. You walk in and out of their house. You touch going in, you touch going out. You bless the home going in, you bless the home going out. Everything is faith. Why? Their whole life is faith. And in and, and Christianity, I got to do this. I got to do this today, guys. It's like we slide in and we slide out. I'm going to get in faith and get what I need. I'm going to slide right back out. Where are you going? No, we, we, we get in faith and we stay in faith and the just shall live by faith. We, we, we got we to live by faith, not get in it and get on out. Get in, get a little bit and get on out. Sounds like a bad relationship to me. Some of y'all get that on the way home. Call me and tell me. Say, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Are you following me? So faith is a place we live. And that place is built in the house of God by the word of God. The worlds were framed, Hebrew says, by the word of God. Your life should be framed by the word of God. Your actions then should be based on the word of God. Are oh, you got it? Can, can I move on? Can I move on? So it's living in faith by faith. So if the word's true, why would you, why would you believe in anything else? See, once God's word is known you already have his promise about what he's declared. You've already got his word on it. So then it's just a simple time issue. So with faith, you're gonna to have to learn to have some patience. See, you don't believe, listen to me, you don't believe hoping what God says is gonna to come to pass. You're waiting in faith for what you know is about to happen. That's not the same thing. Not just hoping. And we're going to define these words as we go through these next few weeks so you understand the difference. Faith is not hoping. Faith is knowing. Faith is understanding. Faith is built on substance. Faith is built on evidence. Hope is not faith. It, faith is built on the substance of God's word. Declaring what is and what will be. So I'm going to do it this way. In faith, if you know that faith is all about God declaring a promise, and then that promise coming to pass in your life, then you've got to learn to go to the future of what's been promised. 
and then you speak from that standpoint to the place you are now until you see the manifestation of what's already known. I gotta help you see this. Okay, so, I'm gonna use my son Chaz. He got diagnosed with cancer. Now, I asked God for a revelation so we could see the manifestation of his healing. See, I was believing God would heal him. Never doubted that God would heal him. But I was straining and struggling because daily I felt the weight and the burden. I felt like I was carrying the burden of the sickness. Do you understand? Anybody been there? So I'm praying to God to bring the healing to my son. And I said, God, I can't keep doing this every day. It's wearing me out. He said, then stop doing it and do it like my word declares. I don't know about you, but sometimes he's got, you just got to show me. I don't get it. And he just dropped a download into my head that's changed my life forever. And I share it everywhere I go. I've shared it on worldwide television many times. If you understand faith, I had to go to the place of the finished work of Christ. And by his stripes, my son was already healed. I had to go there. So Christ, from the past, put healing in my future. See, when you're in Christ, you're a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. So it doesn't matter what my past did or didn't do. If I'm in Christ, I already know what my future has declared. So what I have to do is I had to go to the future, see Chaz healed from the finished work, then speak back to my present so I could walk by faith. So from the future, Chaz was healed, I would speak to myself and to the situation. And then I could take another step. And it was in faith, substance, and evidence because it was from a place I'd already seen him healed from a promise that I knew to be true. So I have no past. I'm in the present. And I never want my past to steal away from my future so I don't want doubt and unbelief coming up on me. So every time my future would speak to my present, I would take a step of faith. Now I have a past in faith. So my past and my future, I got Christ in my 
past, I got Christ in my future, and they're both speaking to me, and it makes the next step of faith that much easier. Now I got faith pulling me forward, and I got faith pushing me. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all of my days because my future was speaking to Christ back here at the cross and he was speaking up here by the blood shed that had already finished the work in my son. Can you see it? That's the best way I can do faith where you can put it into your life and not have doubt and not have the weight to have to carry every day wondering and hoping. No, you don't have to wonder. You don't have to hope. You have to know. And you have to be willing to stay here at the finished work of the cross, see it done, whatever it is for whoever it is in this building, and keep speaking back to your present so you can keep walking by faith and not by sight. At that point, I no longer cared what the doctor report said, good or bad. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what I saw. I based on what I knew. And then when the symptoms started lining up with what I already knew, all it was telling me was it was getting closer to the time for me to celebrate the promise that God had already given me so it created more excitement inside my life I didn't depend on the symptoms to make me happy it was just getting happy knowing that the time was getting close and when he was pronounced cancer free that's when the pray that's when the word that's when the celebrate that's when faith and all we live for and all we walk in start to manifest and I could see what God was saying. That's how faith works. And that's how we live. And that's how we walk in faith. I was going to go on further, but I think this is where I'm going to stop today. Because I think there's some of you out here that this is as far as you needed to go. This is where you need to be right now. Can I get a testimony? Anybody, any, any, am I connecting with anybody in the house today? Then by faith, whatever it is you're believing for, whatever it is that has to change, Whatever it is that needs to come into your life to restore the comfort and the peace back into your life. I want you to go right now in the spirit. And I want you to go to the promise of where God says it's manifested. And I want you to see you or the situation or the person or whatever it is that you're believing for. And I want you to see it finished right now. Do it right now in your mind. Go there. Go there now. If you need healing and it's for you, I want you to say, I see myself healed. If it's for somebody else, I want you to say, I see so and so. Say their name. Say, I see them healed. You got to see it. Through the eyes of faith. May God give unto me the spirit of the revelation of the knowledge of him. The eyes of my understanding be enlightened that I may know. 
And that's to us who believe, who have faith. And you got to get there. You got to get there. You got to go there right now. I'm going to add this to it, and this is how we're going to close. Proverbs 18. 21 tells us that the power of life and death is in the tongue. To be able to have salvation in Romans 10 and 9, you have to believe in your heart. That's faith. But you still have to confess it. Something about saying it. So the word says... May God give unto me the spirit of the revelation of the knowledge of him that the eyes of my understanding, eyes of my understanding, not these eyes, the eyes of my understanding that I may know. How are you going to know when you can see it? Has somebody ever been talking to you and all of a sudden the light comes on and you go, oh, I see what you're saying. That's the eyes of your understanding. You just saw it. So when you're reading God's word, Like I just saw that in the spirit right before I about busted my rump. When you see it in the spirit, then it has a form. It has a shape. Watch this. And it comes into reality. Because you just took a word and you turned it into a situation, a thing, a part, what it, you turned it into something. You created light. And then when you see it, what do we say you have to do? You have to believe in your heart, confess with me, but you still have to say it. So then you begin to say what you see in God's Word. As you continue to say it, according to Mark 4, you're sowing seed of the word. You're saying it. Proverbs 18 also said, those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. So if you're speaking life, you're about to eat some life. You're about to have some life as a harvest. If you're sowing words of healing, you're going to reap healing. Every seed produces after its own kind. You're speaking words of whatever your situation, whatever you need. I don't know what you need today. You know what you need today. God knows what you need today. Let him quicken your heart. And when he does, I want you to be able to see it in its finished state. When God's already fixed it. And if you can see it, then you can say it. How long do I do that? Till you see what you say. So you say what you see till you see what you say. The Lord gave me that revelation years ago. Matter of fact, first time I preached it was at Judy Jacobs' concert, conference. She liked it so much, she goes, do you mind if I preach this everywhere I go? I said, please do. She's my spiritual sister, love her. So that message has been preached all over the world. But today, it's preached to you. So whatever it is you need, 
You know now what faith is. I need you to get there. What does that mean? You live by faith. I don't want you to get in faith. I want you to live there. I want you to make a determination today. I'm going there and I'm staying there. Everything in my life is going to be built around faith. And I'm going to see the thing that I need. And I'm going to let it speak from its finished work to my present. And every step I make is a step of faith. No weapon formed against me can prosper. Every place I tread, the soles of my feet will be taken for your name's sake, Lord. Everything I set my hands to will prosper. Why? Because I'm in faith. I'm in him. He's in me. If God before me, if God before me, who can be against me? Greater is he that lives in me than he that's in the world. Every tongue that rises itself against me shall be condemned and cast down in Jesus' name. This is where we live, glory to him. This is what faith is. Can you please stand to your feet? You know, if you were here today and you heard the word preached, you just kind of felt that warmth inside your heart. You just, you know, God's word got down in there and touched something. Would you signify by raising your hands? Let me see who you are. Did, did the word connect with you today? Please don't let that word just walk out of here and walk out of you. Take what you've learned today. Go out and change the world. You have the power of God inside you. According to the working and the greatness of his mighty power. That's how that verse finishes. To who? Us word. Who believe. You get to make a choice today. You're either going to live by faith or anything else. If you're not living by faith, then you're doing something else. But in order to please God, you have to live in faith. You have to live by faith. So the first thing I want to do is, I don't know if you know Jesus or not. I don't know if you've ever did that. Romans 10 and 9, did you ask him into your heart? Did you believe? Did you confess? I don't know. If you didn't, I want to give you a chance to do that right now. So everyone, please bow your head. Everyone's eyes closed, no one looking around. I'm going to say a prayer in a minute, and I just want to know who I'm praying for when I pray. So if that's you, just, and you say, yeah, pastor, I, I want to get saved today. I want to give my life to Jesus because I want to live a life of faith. 
If that's you, nobody's going to embarrass you or anything. I just like to know who I'm praying for. Can I just can I just see your hand real quick? Nobody looking around. This is just between them and God. Thank you for that hand. Anyone else? Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. Anyone else? You're not asking even to join a church. You're just saying, no, I just I want to get saved today. Thank you for that hand. Appreciate the honesty. Is there anyone else? One more time. I'm going to look across so I know what I'm praying for. Is there anyone else? Just lift your hand real quick if you want to be, want me to agree with you. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that honesty. Thank you. Okay, you can put the hands down now. Now, if you're here today and you thought, you know, I, I prayed that prayer, but Man, somehow I just slipped away. I don't, I don't know. I just haven't been living where I need to be with God. And you want to get it right today. What better day than today? Because the Bible says today is the day of salvation. If you want to just get your life recommitted today, again, all eyes closed, every head bowed, just lift up your hand. Say, that's me, Pastor. I want to come back home. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for those hands. Thank you for those hands. Okay, you can put those hands down. Thank you for the honesty. Now, here's what I want to do. Everybody look at me. I'm going to pray a prayer, and we're all going to pray the prayer. It's not important that you hear me praying or the people around you. It's important that you hear yourself making that prayer of confession, because the moment you believe it, confess it, and you say amen in heaven, it's settled. And just know at that point, (laughs) Jesus gets up, walks over to Lamb's Book of Life, and writes your name in that book. And all of heaven's rejoicing, it says, when that's going on. So as soon as we say amen, if you don't mind, let's celebrate down here because we got souls coming to the kingdom today. And so we're going to celebrate as heaven celebrates and we're just going to have one big celebration, okay? So bow your head right now and repeat after me. Say, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus and ask you to come into my heart. Fill me, cleanse me, make me everywhere whole. I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on a cross for my sins. And I believe God raised you from the dead. Therefore, I'm a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new in my life. I am a child of God. Heaven is my home. You are my Lord. I believe it. Now confess it. And that settles it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, let's celebrate with heaven right now. Those names are being recorded right now. (laughs) Come on, you can do a little bit better than that for the new year. Come on, we got sold. Going to heaven. I want to commend you today if you made that decision, and we have ministers down here. If you have any questions about anything, uh, any of you, if you need some hands laid on or anything, that's what these ministers are here for. They'll be here all the way until you need them to be. Afterwards, don't forget, we want to go to that hub. Some of you haven't had a chance to see you, haven't got a chance to meet you. If you'd like, please, Pastor Nisa and I, we just want to say hello, shake your hand, just know who you are. If you're a glory to him, you're important to us. So let's one more time. Let's welcome all the first-time attenders today. And when you walk out these double doors right here, there's going to be a little table there. See this T-shirt? It says, Welcome Home. We're trying to send this message because, you know, we have a home team here. We have people that serve. There's people you can't even see right now that are serving. See, you like all these new screens we just installed? There's people behind the scenes that run those screens and people that run the sound 
And there's people in the back. There's people in the children. There's people serving right now in places that you have no idea. But it takes a team to do that. Now, we don't think it's fair that they're out there all the time working and we're in here celebrating all the time. So we like everyone to kind of take a turn. And maybe you could go out and help for once or twice in the church, in the children's church, or maybe in the back. And then, so everyone gets a chance to be a part of the bigger service. Let me tell you something. When you're serving God, you'll be the happiest you've ever been in your life. When you're serving God, you'll feel more fulfilled than any other job you've ever had in your life. I promise you. It's just how it works. But we don't ever want that service to become a burden because how would you feel if everyone was always eating and you were never getting anything to eat? So they need to be in here and they need to be fed like the rest of us. We all don't want to be too gospel fat, right? So we need to go and we need to spread the love around a little bit and maybe we can help, okay? So if you will, and you want to join the home team, get you a t-shirt like this, just go right there to the table when you go out. There will be a representative there for you to help you. It's very simple to do. You know, we, we only take, you know, uh, 25 pages of information from you. We get your credit line. We, no, I'm just kidding. We don't do any of that. We don't do any of that. We do that. <laughs> All we take is a shake of the hand, you need your name, and a nod. If you can do that much, you can be on the home team. How many people would like to maybe be on the home team here today? Love to have you. Please don't forget that. Don't forget over the next few weeks, I'm going to continue on. We're going to talk about the What Is series. I'm going to let Pastor Hunter come up and close out service. But I want to thank you for being so attentive. And you don't want to miss these next few weeks, okay? God bless you, everyone. Awesome.